Welcome to Bookish Memories. Books are special. They can be the written words of your joy or the comforting hug for your sorrows. So put on your reading glasses, make yourself a nice mug of tea, and come join me down my memory lane full of books. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bookish Memories. I've been on a winter break from university, so it's been quite a nice holiday treating myself to do nothing and just read books from time to time and catching up on the TV shows that have been on my watch list forever. But since I'm on a holiday, I'm my brain is also not working for most of the time, so I'm just back for a little special episode of a little book haul. But I will be back with a full episode about a new book I've read recently, very soon. Also, if you can hear rainy noises in the background, just take it as an ASMR treat. I feel like I say this a lot on my podcast, but it is true. It rains a lot in Taipei, and it doesn't matter if it's like very sunny in the morning. It can just rain so suddenly in the afternoon, and all your plans about going out on an afternoon stroll. Is cancelled. That was me. I mean, that is me. I was going to record this, edit it, and then go on the afternoon stroll by the riverside, but then the rangers cancelled that. So I have now decided to finish the book that I've been reading. It is actually a Japanese book, and this brings me to my book haul. So I. So during the Lunar New Year, my family and I we went to Tokyo for a five days trip. Ever since I was a little kid, I've loved going to bookstores in Japan whenever we visit the country. And my parents were always very confused because obviously I couldn't understand Japanese. And what was the point going to a bookstore? They would say, and I always told them that one day I would learn Japanese and then I would be able to read them. And so that was the reason I justify buying books that I can't, I couldn't even read. I have brought back like several comics and then like a, a few, a few novels as well. I think over the past few years, and now after studying Japanese in university for around three four years, I can confidently say that I now read Japanese novels in its original language. So because of the coronavirus, my family and I haven't been in Japan for uh two, no no hang on I think it's almost three years. Last time it was uh around January February in twenty twenty. So that was around three years ago. Really ridiculous how time flies. But anyway, so this marked the first time. Me going to a Japanese bookstore, knowing fully that I could understand everything in a bookstore. I mean, not everything. Like when I read the novel, I can probably understand like sixty to eighty percent of the novel, depending on the uh the context and how easy I can follow the storyline and the um the sort of like genre of it. If it's like lighthearted and Uh, or something like mystery, it would be usually easier to follow. But if something more serious, involving like politics 
um, that would be harder for me to grasp the general, like grasp the ideas in the novel. But since I've learned the language, I decided to let myself buy a few books and then bring it back to Taiwan with me. So the one I said I have been reading is uh, Mugimoto Sampo no Skina Mono. It is, uh, this is the second book of the series, and then I've been waiting for this for around, uh, I think, also two, three years for this book to come out. Because uh, I read the, uh, the first novel, so I only have a vague idea of how book publishing in Japan works. It works a bit like um, hardbacks and paperbacks, so when a book comes out, it comes in a form similar to a hardback. But unlike the pace in America and the UK, the time in between a hardback is made into a paperback can be like a year to two. It's unlike English books, they're mostly, they're mostly really, really quick. Like if a hardback comes out, I think the fastest I remember is somewhere around like a few months. And so it's really easy to buy cheaper books if you want to, if you just want to read rather than collecting them. But it, it's different in Japan. So when I first discovered the first book of the series, I saw the second novel came out in the form of Tankobo. Basically, works a bit like uh, hardbacks. And so I predicted that it probably would come out a year or two later. And so when I saw it in the bookstore that I went to in Japan, in Tokyo, I was so excited. I just bought it on the spot and I started reading the next day. No, no, no. I think it was the same night when I went back to the hotel. Right now, let me give you a book haul of why bots in Japan. Including the one I just told you about, I brought back six in total. So this one, Yagate Umie Dotodoku. If translated directly, it would be arriving finally at the sea. Uh, from the blurb of the novel, it has something to do with the um, earthquake that happened in Japan in 2011. And it's about finding someone that's lost and making new connections, I think. Well, I wasn't expecting this when I bought this, but I think it's quite timely of the events that happen that has happened in Turkey in Turkey right now, and I'm sending all my love to the people over there. And the second book is Kiniga Furuhi. The title will be translated directly to The Day You Fall. And it is a short story collection and it's recommended by my favorite Japanese actress. She recommends a lot of novels on her Instagram account and I think it's also part of the reason why I love her so much. Not only because of her acting, they, it is of course great, but like having an actor or an actress recommending books on their uh, social media accounts, it's something really special because I don't think a lot of um, like people like them would have time to read a book, and she does that, and that makes me feel, and that makes me feel like she's really special from any other actors and actresses I like. 
Next book is Sanzayan no Tsukaikata. Uh, it'll be directly translated to how to use 3,000 yen, and yen is like Japanese dollar. Um, I think this is going to be adapted into Japanese drama, but I don't think I would have access to it. Uh, the blurb said it's about um, how people of different ages would spend the would spend their money. I think it's really interesting because I live with my grandparents, and on how to use money, my grandparents, my parents, and me, we have very different kind of ideas. My grandparents are the kind of people who would just save and save and save as much as they can and not really thinking about, you know, what they're going to do with the money they save. It's just kind of like um stereotype of their generation because they come from a much poorer times and then so any amount is for savings because you don't know what's going to happen to the future. That's what they think. And my parents are the kind of people who would who are willing to spend money on things that they enjoy like for example traveling and food like the same thing you could get probably at a much cheaper price but my parents would are the kind of people who are willing to spend a little bit more if the service is great in a nicer restaurant and i think some like some of my friends told me that their parents are not willing to do that so it really depends on the person there's no right and wrong in how you spend money and I, of course, spend most of my money on books, no matter the source of how they come from. Remember, it's from, like, we've got, in our culture, we have a thing called red envelope money. It's basically what your parents and grandparents would give you uh, on, Lun- on Lunar New Year. And basically, I just, I would, um, this brings to you, like, a later like another book haul, but basically every year in February we get a book fair in Taipei and what happens with my red envelope money is that it would go directly into buying books because uh, the Lunar New Year is usually around the end of January till early February because it's, well it's new lunar calendar so it differs every single year but it's usually around that period of time and so the book fair would usually start at the end of the lunar new year holiday and so usually in that time students are still on, on winter break and so I would basically spend the amount I allow my, myself to spend from my red envelope money <laughs> On buying books. And another book I have here with me is Konbini Kyotai. It would be translated directly to Convenience Store Brothers. This is not to be confused with Convenience Store Woman. It's written by a completely different author. But I have read Convenience Store Side Topic. I have read Convenience Store Woman. And it's, it's a great book. I think I... Yeah, I want to do an episode on it, so I'll talk a bit more on that in future episodes. And so this is kind of, um, I think, when picking out Japanese novels, at least now that I'm reading in its original language, the genres I usually pick are kind of like lighthearted and heartwarming stories. Um, I don't know why, I just kind of like it. And so this is 
set in a convenience store, and these stories. I think it is written in the form of like short stories of different customers coming to the store and their life stories. I, yeah, I actually do quite look forward to this. And then the last one I have is Yokohama Yamate Toshokan no Shouseki Shoufukushi wa Nazo Yomu. So it's、um, Yokohama and Yamate. I think it's、uh, place names in Japan. And so I think this is about. I don't really know how to translate the title, but it's like people who work on. Uh, restoring the books into its original condition, and then there are like、um, mysteries surrounding each books that come into this person's hands, and I can't really tell what the story is about just reading the blurb. But I think this is what makes this. But this was what made me want to buy the book and read it because it's mystery genre, and haven't read. The mystery genre in quite a while. It was my favorite genre when I was a kid, so it might be nice getting back into it. So that is the end of my Japanese book haul, and now onto the book fair book haul. Okay, I have to give myself credit. I was pretty calm this year when I went into the book fair. I had usually I went alone, but this this year I had a friend with me. And maybe part of reason is that she was there to stop me from buying too many books, but also it was also not a few, only a few days later after I came back from Japan. So I spent quite a lot. I spent quite some money there, not only just buying books, but also buying、uh, gifts for friends. And also I went to Disneyland with a Japanese friend that I met in Durham. It was quite nice. Um, so maybe because I was going into the book fair with that, with that in mind, so I was calm enough to just to just only buy four books this year. Usually I would spend like a lot and bought back like brought back like ten books I think, or maybe more than that. I don't really remember.、Um, but the thing is, though, I thought it was cheap. To buy English books in Taiwan, well, that was before I went to Durham. When I was in Durham, because I was there as a student, one of the more famous chain bookstores in the UK is Waterstones. I had the student card of Waterstones, so basically it was a bit like a point collecting card. And every time I get, every time I buy a book, I get a little discount. I think it was ten percent off. And then for every ten pounds, I got a stamp. And once I got ten stamps, I can use that as a ten pounds coupon to buy another book. And so because of that, I bought quite, I bought quite a few books over there. And I ended up having to ship, having to ship them back to Taiwan in like boxes along with my winter clothes. I think I ship back around like. Thirty books, <laughs> and they are almost on most of my. They are on the TBR of the books I want to read this year, and yeah. So because of that, because I had student discount over there, it was cheaper than 
buying books in in Taiwan, buying English books in Taiwan, and so coming back, the price came as like a counter shock. I couldn't like whenever now whenever I went I go into a bookstore and see the price of English books, I would be hesitant about buying them, and so I've resolved that by. Uh, reading Kindle ebooks was there like usually around uh, half or two third the price of of it is if I have if I were to buy a physical book in a bookshop. But being a book lover, I have to say nothing beats a physical book. I was on Kindle for quite a while and I had like. Quite a few books loaded onto it, but one day I was reading something off my TBR, and I had it had a physical book with me on the shelf, and just took that and started reading it. Then I realized how actually how nice it is to hold a book in your hand and flip the pages when you're reading it. Kindle doesn't give you that warmth of the pages, and so Kindles is of of course great. Or any other Kindles and any other ebook readers are for great for like when you're traveling in different places and you really like to carry around and you can switch between books whenever you want. But it doesn't give you that sort of warmth of the pages or like that physical heaviness of a book. And so I bought four books at the book fair. It was. <laughs> The context is completely off. Like that doesn't semantically, re- the, those two things aren't semantically related. But because I had that appreciation for physical book, a book fair was a really great place for me to buy physical books at a cheaper price. So I have uh, Orlando by Virginia Woolf. Last year I read. Uh, to the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf for my modern literature module at Durham, and some one of my friends recommend Orlando to me. It I think because of the nature of the character, it kind of characterized as uh one of the classics, one of the classics in LGBTQ books. And so I'm really excited to read this one, and it's also quite. Cool, like you, I could see the history of literature in this one. So I'm pretty excited to read this book. I bought three other books about Greek mythologies. It they were kind of like a like a rewrite. A lot of people know the Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, but I didn't buy that simply because I've heard so many good reviews about it and how much it would make you cry, and so I decided to skip that one. Because I don't want to have my heart broken into little, into little pieces. So instead, I bought Circe by Madeline Miller, A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes, and The Silence of the Girls by Pat Baker. If you ask me which one I'm most excited to read amongst the three, it is A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes. I listened to a podcast series of Natalie Haynes. I think it's titled Natalie Haynes Stand Up For, and then on each episode she would 
introduce a uh, different uh, Greek and Roman uh, figures. One of my favorite episode is about Cicero. I think I mentioned this in another episode about my sort of fascination for Cicero. From the podcast, I I know that she is very humorous, and I like the way she delivers sort of these the histories of these people. And so I'm quite excited to read the book or that she writes. But also, I'm really excited and fascinated about these books because I also love Greek mythologies. I've had that since I read Percy Jackson. When I was a kid, and when I did my module last year, and or any other modules on my in my degree that has to use knowledge around Greek mythology or like Greek gods, I all had them from like reading Percy Jackson. Like basically, my my knowledge for all these people, Greek gods, are from Percy Jackson. Anyway, that was my book haul. Talking about these books make me really excited to read books again. If you're in a reading slump, I think the best way to get out of it is to go into a bookshop, browse around, and just pick a book up that interests you. People always say don't judge a book by its cover, but it's really hard. When a book got a pretty cover, I would want to pick that up, and so it's fine. You can judge the book by its cover. I hope this episode has brought you to read more books, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you want to know more about the book that I talked about, follow me on Instagram at bookish dot memories. All letters are lowercases. Now put on your reading glasses, maybe make yourself a nice mug of tea, and enjoy your next good read.